0: You're listening to an Encore presentation of Faith and Family. Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Sarah Golseth. We have another missionary with us today. We always love talking to our, our missionaries and learning about the work that they're doing for the church in, in the countries around the world and learning about the cultures and, and all of those wonderful things. Today in studio I have Dennis Denau. Who is a missionary in Thailand? Welcome, Dennis. Thank you. So Thailand, tell me a little bit about about what it's like to live in Thailand.
1: Oh, Thailand's a wonderful place, actually. Um, people there are very, very friendly. Mm-hmm. It's called the Land of Smiles because the people are smiling a lot. Mm-hmm. They love to meet new people and have uh, visitors come. so it's an easy place terms of relationship with people not that we can easily develop close relationships but they're very friendly and warm and welcoming um, the weather is I like the weather but some <laughs> people think it's boring but I like <laughs> summer every day
0: is it uh, summer every day
1: yeah especially in Bangkok where I live and southern Thailand uh, 80 degrees to the upper 90s virtually every day if it drops into the 70s Thai people are Feeling cold, putting on the jackets. Northern Thailand can be a little bit colder, it goes up into the hills there. But uh, the weather, I think, is beautiful. Um, It's an interesting place because the culture is fascinating, especially for us Westerners. It's Mm -hmm. so different from what we have and what we know and experience on a daily basis like here in the United States. Mm Being a Buddhist country, there are just lots of temples and uh, Buddha images and things around that catch people's attention when they come and visit. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, Thailand, as a matter of fact, is one of the number one tourist destinations in the world. And so uh, it's proof, again, that it's a place that people really like to come, feel comfortable there. Find it to be a fascinating place. That's
0: wonderful. So, your your title is the uh, education consultant in the Asia region.
1: Is that correct? Actually, that was just changed not oh. too long ago. All right. Yeah. I have
0: to tell them to change that. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what exactly is your title then?
1: My title now is really strategic mission developer for Thailand. Basically, wow. I'm, a, I'm a Thailand missionary.
0: Okay. So, what, what does that all entail for you then?
1: Uh, well, it entails, in a sense, Let's say figuring out what is the ministry that we can do best there Mm -hmm. and how to go about doing that. Uh, Right now, we're just small. Um, I'm the only career missionary from the LCMS in Thailand. We have one long term volunteer we call GEO, globally engaged in outreach. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Uh, She signs on for a year at a time. Um, She's been there, her name is Robin McCoy, and she's been there for 11 years now.
2: Wow.
1: Um, and so we look at the situation and see how can we best serve the Thai people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, how can we best become a part of the local community? Uh, how can we develop relationships with them? Uh, because it's through those kinds of personal relationships where we have the best opportunities to share the gospel.
2: Sure.
1: So and then,
0: day to day, what what does your the mission work look like day to day?
1: In Bangkok, most of our work focuses around English teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, as in many countries around the world, people want to learn English or improve their English. Sure, um, And so it's an advantage and opportunity for us because they want to learn from a native speaker. Mm-hmm. So when we come in as native English speakers, there's an automatic opportunity to um, develop classes. And it's through those English classes where we get the opportunity to build those relationships because we're spending intensive time with the students and you have to talk during English <laughs> classes and we um, have to find topics to talk about. And so there's a wide range of things we can bring into the classroom, including uh, our Christian faith. Yeah. We can talk about that Christian life. Uh, they're interested in knowing about that, knowing about the Bible. Um, and so that's one way in which we foreigners can have an effective uh Outreach into the community, and it's uh, like for a volunteer who comes for a year, we don't have to worry about them doing a lot of language study before they can do ministry. They can start doing a ministry ministry immediately by teaching English. Sure. So that's that's a big part of what we do. Uh, we're looking at other opportunities. There, we do have a daycare center also mm-hmm. in Bangkok that's been there for many years,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, about twenty six or twenty seven years. Uh, helping people in a, in a slum area to have uh, care for their small children, but also they help prepare the children for when they go to school. They teach them the Bible lessons. Uh, they look after them, make sure that they have good nutrition, good health. Uh, and all of that not only demonstrates the love of Christ for the people, but it, again, provides opportunity opportunity for us to meet the local people, meet the parents get connected with the community, sure. uh, which uh, our, we have a Thai staff who does that, and they've been doing that very well for a long time. Sure. So, uh, so those those are the priorities. I also do some Bible teaching at our church. Our, we have a small congregation there on, on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. um, and have some involvement with some of the church activities there as well.
0: Sure. So you were, you were saying before we went on that you've been there for a while. So. Yeah. How has the missionary work changed from the first time you were there? what Was it back in the eighties to to what you're doing now? Is it is it very different from what you were doing back then?
1: The answer to that is yes and no.
0: <laughs> so how uh, how is it how is it the same?
1: How is it the same? We're we're still foreigners.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're still uh, teaching English. Sure, it started with teaching English. We will probably always continue to do that because it is such an effective uh, means of. Building relationships and sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. So it was it was started by mission, our, our missionaries teaching English classes and then branching out from there into other areas. Sure. So that's the that's the main way that it's the same. It's different in that when we started, um, we started with a team of about six people. Oh wow! And now we have two of us: one volunteer, one career. Oh my. So with a team of six, we there's much more, of course, we could do. We had more diversity on our team. But even within the English program, when we started the English program, it started very small. Mm-hmm. But it grew very quickly. We went from 24 students the first term to 80 students the second term to 125 students the third term to over 250 students within just several terms. Wow. And we could do that because we had a team of people there. Mm-hmm. We, we could each just teach more English classes and the interest was there from the local community. And so that was our primary way of beginning. And through that, then we could start some Bible classes um, and do some other outreach activities. Mm -hmm. So that's a a difference. Another big difference is that through those missionaries who have been there from the eighties until now, there is a local church body that has grown up
2: Mm -hmm.
1: called the uh, Thailand Concordia lutheran church Mm -hmm. and that is uh thai church lutheran church body um thai pastors and their leadership is thai and and they've have congregations in the south in the north and in central um, thailand and so we have now it's not it's not a formal uh partner church of the lutheran church missouri synod Mm -hmm. but we have that relationship with them and in fact we identify the purpose for our ministry and for purpose for us to be in Thailand is to serve that church body. Sure. And uh, they have said they want us to teach the English classes and they they want some mentoring and training for their pastors uh, as well. So they're identifying ways that we can that they feel we can be the most helpful to them. When we began, we began just with a group of missionaries and there was no. Yeah local church that we were connected to. So
0: it's grown quite a bit since since you started. In the-
1: in, in some ways it has. That yeah. church body is still very small,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but it's grown in, in terms of making that progress that we're involving the Thai people. It's not just a mission right. from foreign missionaries anymore. Sure. And uh, and so we're really happy and excited about that and some really good people in that church body. And the pastor is very dedicated and, and uh, really working very hard to reach out to people in their community as well. We'd like to see the numbers grow,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but we're patient with that because missionaries have been working in Thailand for 250 years. Oh, wow. And Thailand today is considered to be 1.6% Christian.
2: Wow.
1: So progress in terms of Thai people actually becoming Christian, identifying themselves as Christian is, is a slow process. Sure,
0: sure. So then what is, what is worship like? In on a Sunday morning, or or whenever that worship takes place.
1: Yeah, Sunday morning is the most common, um, because we're we're Lutheran missionaries, and because this Lutheran church has grown out of our work, um, it is liturgical church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as as formal uh, and com- complete liturgy as uh, as many churches might have, but we they do follow a lot of the the same um, styles of worship mm-hmm. and. Um, ways of designing their their worship. They do um, follow a type of liturgy that's very similar to ours, but maybe not quite as complete. Sure. Um, they're looking at... They have this, this dream that they really would make like to make the, the worship and the liturgy much more Thai. Mm-hmm. They do it in Thai. They use the Thai language. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those hymns or praise songs that are translated sure. into Thai language... Uh, the liturgy has been translated into Thai language. Um, they they would like to bring a lot more Thai music into it mm-hmm. and, and ways to bring in Thai culture sure. that would fit with the Christian worship. Mm-hmm. So we've been looking at that. We've done some some workshops and some uh, discussions and, and uh, meetings and things about the, how that might work or what that might look like. But otherwise, it's, uh, you'd be able to follow along very very easily, there's the the confession of sins and forgiveness. There's the the, the creed mm-hmm. um, that that they speak together, the Lord's prayer, uh, the sermon, of course, the offering.
2: Mm-hmm. Of
1: um, course, <laughs> uh, you know all of those aspects are are there um, because they, those are parts of worship that we feel are important, with, regardless of the culture.
2: Sure.
1: How exactly that's done or what the language is can be flexible on that, and that's will uh, be interesting to see how that grows and develops now as the years go by.
0: Yeah. What kind of um, instrumentation is it for for the things that are sung?
1: Electronic keyboard, okay. guitars.
0: Is that something that that you're hoping you can bring in some more of the culture into the worship with with just how how the music is is sung? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think as we talk about it within our church and with, and with the, the Thailand Concordia Lutheran Church leaders as well, they would they. They're happy to have that liturgy to, to, mm-hmm. that guides them through the worship. But then how to bring in more Thai instruments. Sure. There are a few hymns that uh, have been written by Thai Christians over the years um, that we bring in uh, when possible, when it fits for for the worship. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a small group. We worship about 30 people on a mm-hmm. Sunday morning. So we don't have the variety of talents necessarily. Mm-hmm. We've got a number of guitar players mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of... Uh, keyboard players uh I, it would be nice if we had somebody could bring in more of the thai instruments mm-hmm. right now we don't have a lot of people who know how to play those instruments sure. so that's a big part of the reason that they're not being incorporated yet sure but we look forward to that
0: that's great so then then indonesia not indonesia thailand where you mm-hmm. are um it's you said mostly buddhist
1: yeah about 93 percent buddhist
0: so then what how do you reach out into those Buddhist communities and and, and talk to the pe- those people about Jesus?
1: The nice thing about working in a Buddhist community is Buddhists are very, very open. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddhism doesn't have a God.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Buddhism really is more focused on the philosophy of how to live as a, and be a good person because they follow the law of karma. Mm-hmm. If you do good, you'll be rewarded. If you do bad, you'll be punished. And so they're always looking for ways that they can be better. Mm-hmm. They're looking for any teachings or groups or people or maybe even gods, whatever, that can help them to be a better person so they get more rewards and so that when they die and then they're reincarnated into their new life, it'll be a better life than this life. Mm-hmm. So they're very open to other religions. They're very, very open to Christianity. They sure. know there are a lot of good teachings, teachings. Um, that can help them to be better people, so they're really looking for how ways that they can more closely, more effectively follow the Buddha's teachings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that gives us the opportunity to talk to them about our Christian faith sure. our Christian teaching, who Jesus is, and what he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so there there aren't a lot of. Obstacles to the conversations. Sure. We can we can talk about those things. We can talk about those in our English classes, uh, personal conversations. It doesn't mean that they're interested in becoming Christian,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but it is an open door. We can be- begin those conversations, and and we're excited about that because what. Once we start talking about these things, we and we can share scripture with them and and tell them about Jesus. I mean, the Holy Spirit works in their hearts, and then can take them way beyond what they're expecting sure. that they want to know. Yeah. So, from that point of view, it, it's very flexible. And in terms of laws and the government, it, it's also very open. They're, That's good. They're happy to have missionaries there. They know missionaries bring good teachings and good lifestyles and good moral values. and mm-hmm. so there there are not a lot of restrictions. Just we have to be sensitive to individuals. Mm-hmm. They're interested or not in some cultural things about how we might do those uh, outreach activities, but um, it gives us a lot of flexibility.
0: that's good. is there is there any complication with with a Buddhist? Uh, maybe accepting Christianity as as one of their paths of belief instead of actually leaving Buddhism to become a Christian.
1: It's a real complication for us as Christians, <laughs> but it's not a complication at all for Buddhists. Right. Um, in fact, that's one of the big obstacles that does come up. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Thai people, uh, over a period of time, they've been learning and more and more about Jesus and about the Bible, and they'll say, Oh, well, yeah, I think I could have Jesus too. Yeah. And then we say, sorry, it can't be Jesus two, it has Mm -hmm. to be Jesus one. And then why is Christianity so exclusive? All these other religions, they don't care Mm -hmm. if I'm Buddhist and and Christian or if I'm Hindu and Buddhist and Christian. Why does Christianity have to be so exclusive? And so that becomes an obstacle. But it's also a wonderful question. Right. Because then we can go right to the heart of the, the gospel message. Sure. This is what makes Christianity unique we have a God who is alive we have a God who is love Mm -hmm. we have a God who has reached out and who has made a way for us provided forgiveness who opens uh, the the gates into his presence for Mm -hmm. us and so it gives us that opportunity to really go to the heart of our, our our beliefs the problem, of course, is so extremely different from what they now believe sure. that it's it's a, a bit of a long road for them to really g- comprehend and, mm-hmm. to, and to start um, thinking that 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 might be something that they would be interested in. Sure. Because then, then they're then they run into the the cultural obstacle
2: mm-hmm.
1: if they if they are reaching the point where. There, they discover that they're believing, you know, that they sometimes they'll say, oh, "I think I'm about eighty percent Christian," now. <laughs> um, and, and you know, you can see that God is working in their hearts and in their minds. Mm-hmm. But then they reach the, the the big obstacle where Thai people see Buddhism is the religion of the Thai people, mm. Christianity is religion of the Western people. Sure. So when we say something about being Christian or that Christ is for all people, it doesn't make sense to them. Mm-hmm. And they say, "But I'm, but I'm Thai, and so I'm, I'm Buddhist. Right. And if I become, how could I become Christian? Because I'm not going to become a Westerner.
2: hmm
1: So that's that's really uh, a sticking point for them. Sure. And, and that's the point at which then I, as a foreign missionary, really need and work to connect them with local Thai Christians. Sure. Because a Thai Christian can say, "Yes, you can be Thai and Christian." I was Buddhist. I have become a Thai Christian. Here's how that works.
0: Sure, that's an interesting cultural sp- perspective of of a religion that is so closely intertwined with the culture that right. that when you're when you're as a missionary when you're talking to these these native people, it's not just um, having them understand a new religion. It's it's understanding how that religion can actually fit into their culture. That's, and that's right. That's something that you may not get in other places around the world.
1: Right. Yeah, that's right, and, and it's critical because mm-hmm. the culture is, is very important. That's their identity, sure. And we're talking about them changing their identity, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's not an easy thing to do. Right
0: now, uh, does, having that church body there now is it? Does that make it a little bit easier of a transition for those people?
1: It, it can because that can be, especially if they're like our English class uh, students.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we can just. If you have conversations about religion and about Christian religion, you talk about church, going to church on Sundays. We can say, you know, if you'd like to see it, you're welcome to come Sunday morning and come. I, I'll bring you to our church. And as as their teacher, then they'll come with us and they can sit and just sit in church and just watch. You can just see what this is like, what yeah. our worship. is, And we know they're going to make the connections between how we worship in church and how they worship in a temple. Right. Which is extremely different. hmm um, but it does give us that connection that we can give them an experience with it, and they can discover it's a welcoming place. These are friendly people. Sure. Uh, we're not doing something that's so str- that's strange or unusual in, in the sense of it being something that's frightening or mm-hmm. anything like that. Uh, and so it, it gives them a chance to kind of ease into that experience and to learn uh, by being there.
0: Right, right. So we're... We're running a little bit short on time, but I wanted to talk about your family a little bit. Can you okay. tell me a little bit about your family?
1: Uh, my family is small, <laughs> <laughs> most of my life I've been single.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I got married just 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. My wife is Thai, mm-hmm. and uh and she is also a full-time ministry. Okay. She is the country director for Lutheran Hour Ministries oh, wow. in Thailand.
0: So she does a lot of is a lot of radio work then?
1: Um, she doesn't do the, uh, she doesn't do the on-air programming. Mm-hmm. Um she's as the director, she's the organizer of that, but what they they have uh, radio speakers who come in and record their programs. Sure. And then they send those recorded programs out to churches all across the country, mm-hmm. Lutheran, non-Lutheran, anyone. Um, because we have community radio stations in Thailand mm-hmm. that uh, small groups, including many churches, can have their own little radio station. Um, the government allows that with some, just a little bit of supervision, That's make wonderful. sure it's good quality. And so they send out the programs that they can use on the air for their local communities around their churches. That's really cool. And, and so they're very focused on that aspect of outreach and then connecting people to local churches. Sure. Um, and so it's, it's great for me to have... Uh, a wife who's very involved in ministry and it's mm-hmm. a real heart for serving the Lord as well. Yeah. Even though her ministry and, and mine are somewhat different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, as a foreigner, have a different role to play <laughs> uh, in that process. But it's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we got married later in life, sure. let's say. And um, uh, living in Bangkok, our, 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 although having said that, her family is large. She is one of eight siblings. Oh, wow. So she has three sisters and uh, uh, grew up with four brothers. One of her brothers just recently passed away, but mm-hmm. um, her side of the family, uh, almost all of them, are still in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, so we do we have we do have a large family on the Thai side of our family, <laughs> just not on, on my side. It's very small.
0: Sure. So then, um, being assimilated into into Thai culture, then for you, has is that been different now or um you know like holidays and and those kinds of things what are those like for you guys
1: depends on the holiday <laughs> uh, there are a lot of thai holidays mm-hmm. and there are a number of buddhist holidays mm-hmm. um and then we have some christian holidays as well so it depends on which holiday we're celebrating <laughs> is how that goes um but holidays are, yeah, in any culture, those are special days and time for, if possible, for family to get together. The problem is a lot of our family live in southern Thailand, about 500 miles away. Oh wow! So uh, we can get together, but not always easy to do that. But um, yeah, we we celebrate the holidays as much as we can. If mm-hmm. there are Buddhist holidays, of course, then those uh unless there's a reason for us to be with family during that time and then we just have to figure out how much of this can we participate in as sure. Christians and some we can and some we cannot and her family understands that sure and accept that um but and so is, it's,
0: is the rest of her family Buddhist then
1: her three sisters are Christian uh, all of her brothers are still Buddhist okay
0: so you you get the the two cultures then even just within your own family yes. and, and the how they can work together and right that's that's a very interesting situation then for you.
1: I yeah, see. and her family has always been very open. Um, when when the, the the girls, one by one, decided to become Christian, mm-hmm. the, the family was okay with that. They they saw that as being a good thing. They didn't see that that was going to bring negatives or problems to their family. That's good. They saw that you know what they were seeing is Christ's love. Right. You know, being expressed to them as a family, and they just responded positively to that and, and have always been very um, very happy to to have Christians in their family.
0: Sure. We have just about a minute left. So is there any words of advice or, or anything for anyone that's thinking about becoming a missionary?
1: Uh, yeah, well, it's a great life. Um, I love being a missionary. It's... It's a. I find by being a missionary, I grow in my faith and I and I my understanding of who God is and mm-hmm. how He works and, and and what He does on a daily basis. Um, and so I've I've gotten a lot of benefit myself sure. from being a being a missionary. And I would encourage anyone who has any interest at all to look into it. Um, Short term mission trips are possible. You can get a little bit of experience with it, a taste to see what, is this something that might work or might not. Sure. Um, and and for many people who've done that, they've discovered uh, a whole new life that's awaiting. And for me, it was a complete change of life, mm-hmm. uh, which I've been thanking God for every day <laughs> since I had a chance to start it.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. We are all out of time, Dennis Denow. Thank you so much for being my guest today.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: To learn more about Dennis's work, you can visit his page at lcms.org slash denow.